Truth Experience Coronavirus Edition. What is up, everybody? <laughs> Hope you're doing good. Um, we are here with another episode. If you're listening, um, you probably can't tell a difference, but if you're watching, you can definitely tell a difference. The coronavirus got me. I got I got it. So sad. I miss our studio so much. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I miss our studio too. We have our nice little light that we get to change colors and make yeah. it all vibey. This is not the not the move right here. I'm not feeling it. There's a certain energy we get off each other when we're in a room. <laughs> and it's probably a bad thing, honestly. Like but it's I miss it so much. So I miss it too. Um, next week though for next sure. Next week, week, yes. So Thank you, everybody, for being patient with our setup. I know it doesn't look the coolest, but we are here. We wanted to bring you content no matter what. Rona won't stop me from bringing content. Am I right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, we got stuff to do, so we can't, <laughs> we can't take no breaks. We, uh, every Wednesday, we produce. So Let's do this. We're here. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. As always, if you have any questions, make sure to email us those or just drop them in the comments of this video um, or do whatever you want to do. Um, if you have any questions, make sure you bring us those questions. Today's going to be a lot of fun. We are talking about um, are Catholics Christians? Mm. Are Catholics Christians? Um, I don't know. Do, do, do you have any history with Catholicism? Real quick, um, a little for my family. Um, as a my last name is Courtright, if you guys didn't know, it's a very Irish name, so um, lots of that's your Italian, bro. Irish Catholic in my <laughs> history. Um, before I became a Christian, the only church I ever went to was a Catholic church, and it was just for like maybe two Easter's and a Christmas. Um, my grandma was very <clears throat> Catholic, she um, actually lost one of her, lost one of her ch chi children, child, yeah. My one of my whatever, yeah. <laughs> she lost her but child. She, she lost. She lost a child, and she like turned to to becoming Catholic at a late age because of that. Kind of like threw herself into religion, but she was a devout Catholic woman all the way till her death. So yeah, um, just from that, it kind of perpetrated throughout our whole family and that type of thing. So I know a little bit about it. I know you with your London experience may have a little bit more than me, but. Yeah, I think my most of my experience comes from traveling to places yeah. like Israel or um, Mexico City, um, but also being married to an Italian. So, you know, if you don't know, um, we're going to get into all of this, but obviously like Catholicism started in Rome, which is in Italy, and it's still a very, I mean, that's where the Vatican City is, which is the smallest country in the world, um, but it's its own thing. I didn't know that. I found that out a couple of days ago, um, but um so yeah, like that's probably where my experience with Catholicism comes, you know, I think that no matter what we, everybody's had some type of experience with Catholicism just because it's so prevalent in our country. You know what I mean? Like we're just talking about America and how we've grown up, you know, you think about like the East coast, I don't know if you've ever been to the East coast, but if you, if you go to the East coast, like you see these Catholic churches, you Big see it churches. everywhere, right? It's just the way it is. And I know a lot of people that have grown up in Catholic churches. And like when, when we define Catholicism, when the internet defines Catholicism, you know, it says it's one of the three major parts of Christianity. So like the real question for me is, you know, they live their lives a lot differently than we yeah. do. Right. And it's not just the way they worship or necessary or just the way they um, do church. Like it seems as if their lives are a lot different. And, I, and, 
and just disclaimer, like I'm not talking about everybody. I'm just talking about like what we see from the outside, right? Mm -hmm. And from people that have lived on the inside also. They live their lives in a completely different way than we do as what what would we call ourselves? Protestant evangelicals, right? Yeah. Technically. So I think it's a good question to ask. Like, are they Christians? Do they do they show enough of the non-negotiables? We did a podcast on non-negotiables. That was really good. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Um, do they show enough of those to be called or classified as Christians? The world classifies them, classifies them as Christians, but do we? I think it's a good question to ask. Yeah, and I think it's an important question to ask. Um, like just reading statistics, some people, they say over a billion um, Catholics, like I think I saw statistics like 1.8 billion people would consider yeah. themselves a Catholic. Now, are they devout Catholics? Um, you can go all into all that, and that's another subject. Yeah. And um, specifically Roman Catholic. I would say probably 90% of people who say they're Catholic are speaking specifically about the Roman Catholic, you know, the Vatican, yeah. the Pope, all that fun stuff. And the stuff that um, um, we could probably go into this a little bit more, but this is what happened 500 years ago when we, when Martin Luther reformed out of this to try to get away and try to start what he saw in the Bible and get away from this. So just kind of look into it. Why did he get out of it? And also was he getting out of something that was completely non-biblical and people that, you know, have don't put their faith in Jesus at all? Or was he just getting out of something that you said, maybe they worship differently, which I think we both did did say there's a lot more to it than that for sure. Yeah. I I would definitely say it's more than just worshiping, worshiping differently, but let's define a couple things real quick because we'd love Mm -hmm. to do that. You know, what does it mean to be saved first of all? And how do we know someone's saved? Because it's really difficult to, um, you know, it's really difficult from the outside perspective as a Christian to tell if someone's saved all the time or not, because, or it's hard to tell if how we do that. You know what I mean? Because there's this balance of like, I don't want to judge people. I don't know their hearts, but also the Bible does say that you will know them. I'm going to get into this verse later, but you will know them by their fruits. So let's Mm -hmm. define what it means to be a Christian first, and then we can go on from there. What, What would you say define someone as a Christian? For sure. I think um, when we talked about the non-negotiables and I encourage everyone to listen to that podcast, that's the first thing I thought of when we were into the subject. Um, if if you consider the Bible real, but most importantly, I would say if you consider Jesus Christ your way to heaven and the only way to heaven, mm-hmm. that what he did on that cross and then what he did three days later when he rose, that is your eternal security and that's all we can bank on. Yeah. And that, I believe that's what makes us a Christian. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the, sorry, my, my room is super echoey. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> that's really annoying. It looks cool though. It's all aesthetics is what it's all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the sound, everybody. Um, but you got my Beatles vinyl up there. So that's it's good. So, <laughs> I'm like the nerdy one with like toys in the back and you have like, <laughs> my three vinyls that's why we work that's why we work (laughs) so i think that according to the scripture the way to tell someone who's been if you've been saved or not is if the holy spirit's living inside of you because only those who've been sealed by the holy spirit have accepted jesus christ i agree with you about the non-negotiables i think that this would be a really good time for someone to go listen to that especially with what we're talking about you know uh, did Jesus Christ die on the cross? Did he rise again on the third day? Like these are all things that are really important um, and non-negotiables. So no matter like, no matter what you call yourself, uh, you have to believe in these things if you want to be a Christian, if you want to be saved, you know what I mean? Because it's more than just having a title, right? It's about, it's about 
having a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, um, but I think the, the, the way we know someone's saved, if the Holy Spirit has uh, entered them, if the, the Holy Spirit's dwelling inside of them, that's the seal. Like, that's how we know, right? You would agree with that? Yeah, for sure. And then I would go, so for us who are on the outside, looking at people, um, this is what Matthew 5, 16 and 20 says. I, I read, I said this earlier, but I'm gonna say it again anyway. Oh, I just closed out. That's stupid. Um, Matthew seven sixteen. you will recognize them by their fruits. Mm. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from, figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. And I love that Jesus uses the illustration of fruits because it makes my life a lot easier when I'm trying to search for the interpretation. I just think about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? The fruits of the Spirit. And those are how we can see evidence of someone being saved in their life yeah. would you agree with that 100 percent. and i want to get into and you throw in some as well i want to get into maybe some of those bad fruit from the catholic yeah. church or just um things that they believe that we may not necessarily believe and yeah. kind of go against scripture um i think a big one is um um that what is it the sacraments and things like that or atonements is the better word for it that's what i was looking for okay um, that's one of the big things that they broke off from 500 years ago that let's say you send, let's say Alec, you know, he robbed the candy store or something, you know, telling you, you know. I can't stop myself. <laughs> it's those dang Reese's. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so now for him to be forgiven for his sin, he will go to the Pope and the Pope says, you know, I will, I will give, you know, an atonement for your sin if you pay for this building. And this is something that happened 500 years ago, but this is something that our current Pope is still doing as mm. well. I think that's one big thing that Martin Luther saw as something that was different as well. Purgatory is another big one that started in the 1500s, a belief that um, instead of going to hell, you kind of go to a waiting period, which we just don't see in the Bible. Um, I mean, it sounds like a great idea, but it's just not there, you know? Do you, you mean like I think of any other ones so like they the, they believe that like you don't go to hell at all you just go to a waiting area is that what you're saying as far as I know some will go to hell but for people that maybe be Catholic but their works didn't match up mm. they will go to purgatory where you have to spend you know 500 years in purgatory and then you can go to heaven I didn't know that so, right. there you go I'm learning something yeah. new which was added from a pope um like 500 years ago yeah. as well. It's a big thing. Let's just define our positions real quick mm -hmm. on this. And then let's discuss in detail of why we think that. Yeah. So do you think that Catholics are Christians? Yes or no, or maybe, and yes. And why? <laughs> I would say mm, it's a tough definition mm -hmm. because if you ask the world, what a Christian is, they're immediately going to think Catholic. Yeah. As an American mind, we don't think that. But if we go overseas, if we go to Europe, Brazil, South America, all those places, Christian is Catholic. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say they're Christian. I don't know. I don't know how to define that because it's weird. It's like not calling an apple an apple in a sense, but they're not an apple to us. Yeah. I'm confusing myself, but what what do you think? No, I don't think you're, I don't think you're being confusing. I think it's, 
I think you're right on. Like, so I would say that is it possible for somebody to be saved and go to a Catholic church? Yes, right. Yeah, that's possible, because um, you're not saved by the church you go to. You're saved by who you believe in. So, for is sure. it possible for somebody to be going to a Catholic church for their whole life and be Christian? Yes. Do I think that person's living in an ignorant spot? Yes, because there's a lot um, of things they're going to miss out on going to a Catholic church. But that's a different story. We'll get into that later. So yes, it's possible for someone to be saved in a Catholic church. But if we're going to look at the organization in a sense, right? I don't know. I don't know if you can call it an organization, but like the Catholic church. Yeah, the <laughs> empire. That's so true. The empire from the popes all the way down to the, um, some of the beliefs that they have, I would say they do not, they do not um, exemplify what it means to be saved, in my opinion. And um, I think that's what we're going to talk about here today um but you know that i just don't see it because like you know we can look at the pope even now so if you have someone who's your leader he should be and this is what the bible says like leaders have the biggest you know um weight when they when you become a a leader of burden of you know you have to live your life in the right way because people are looking at you look at the pope and we should see this is what all catholicism should look like right um and i don't think that's unfair i think that's pretty fair to do to an extent, right? We're not going to judge every person based on one man's actions, but I am going to judge the, um, the theological alignment of an organization. I, I keep using the word organization cause I don't have another word, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to judge that based on what the leader says, which I think is fair. Like I would judge Calvary Chapel based on the leaders of the pastor. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think um, there's so many things that they um, have wrong. And like you said, just because someone may be going to a Catholic church does not mean they're necessarily not saved. Maybe their knowledge does not match up with their belief in God, their commitment to God, and that they cried out to Jesus. They fully believe Jesus is the Son of God, which, you know, Catholics do. But I think the big kicker um, for me, and this is why Martin Luther went off, and I would love to hear your thing on it as well, that the, you know, that if we are saved by grace and not works, if Catholics are saying they're saved by works, are they putting their faith only in Jesus? Yeah. You know, and I think that's the big kicker where it's like, you know, let's say they pray to saints, they pray to Mary. Okay. We both know that's wrong, but that doesn't mess up their salvation to the point they're not gonna, you know, go to heaven. But that part is the one that I feel like could mess them up because they're not putting their full faith into Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, I would agree. So if I'm going to judge the whole organization based off the Pope, what I see oh. is somebody who has, um, I see somebody who has definitely lost. Um, I'm trying to say this in like the right way. Uh, <laughs> has definitely no longer holding to a lot of the teachings of Jesus Christ anymore, right? So yeah. I see a huge um, attempt to to um, to make certain social issues okay and not call sin sin anymore, right? So there's this huge there. You know, I think the Pope just came out. What was it a month ago? I just read an article that the Pope came out a month ago and said that, you know, gay people are fine. They're going to heaven and, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, um, you're not in sin if you're, if you're, if you're gay. And now, so like what I see is like, 
we want to love people. We want to do our best to understand people. We want to do our best to bring people in and and teach them the ways of, of Jesus Christ. Not looking at their their um, their old self, but but helping them get along to their new self. But what I see in the church is this idea of you know acceptance has now pushed away the things that Jesus was teaching. You know, teach yeah. Jesus taught about marriage, and pe- anybody who says that. He didn't is, you know, hasn't read the Sermon on the Mount. You know, he taught about marriage and what it was supposed to be between one man and one woman. And, you know, now that the the um, the Catholicism as a whole is no longer believing those certain things. You know what I mean? That 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 are very clear. And that's just a, that's just one example of what's going on today. Like I can we can go on of, you know, you brought up the worship of, you know, different saints. I would say that it is a big problem because you're putting idols above the lord you know what i mean sure. no yeah. longer just like your point with the works you know no longer is it just jesus christ it's something else uh, an addition mm-hmm. and that's always been their problem in my opinion and what i think makes the organization not christian is that they always say jesus christ and something jesus christ is the the way the truth and the life and you can only come to the father through him there's no other way to do this and if you keep trying to add stuff you are now becoming a different religion, in my opinion. So, if like, you know, even, um, you know, Mormons teach a lot about Jesus, but they add stuff to it, and now it's no longer Christianity. You know what I mean? Um, Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness, they say a lot about Jesus Christ, but they added stuff, and now it's no longer all about Jesus anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the, um, like we talked about, our current Pope right now is a very probably the most liberal Pope we've had in a very, like probably ever. And I think that's just the slow fade as they have slowly moved away from the Bible and they're very tradition based. And, you know, the Bible says like, you shall not add on to this, not a word. Um, They add on to it. If a Pope, if a Pope said, you know, this is how it is now, like purgatory is a real thing. That Pope in their eyes is second in command only to God. So he is in direct line with God at all times. So he knows what's going on. So if God's, if he says this, that's pretty much like God saying it in their mind. So I think that's been their slow fade with the gay marriage has been a big thing. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. I think it's like the biggest telescope in the world is owned by the Vatican. And it's because they, they're really getting into astrology right now and like looking at stars and all this stuff. And like, it's like a big thing in the Catholic church. There's Just random stuff symbol. like that. <laughs> there's, there's they're looking for aliens <laughs> it's true we're doing a podcast <laughs> on aliens that'd be fun um yeah, that's how i was thinking of it but yeah it's just like just going they're slowly fading away which for me it's a hard thing because i went to college and read a lot of great catholic people from the very early years of the catholic mm-hmm. um, religion like you know the year 300 the year 500 people like augustine and stuff yeah when the catholic church was amazing and it's what it was supposed to be unity but what the Catholic church is now is not what it was 1500 years ago. Do you really think that that one point the Catholic church was something good? Because so what I, I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. I I know you're going to say, go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong, but like, so, so the the way the Catholic church came about, and if I'm wrong, you can tell me this, but Mm -hmm. you know, so Paul brought the gospel to Rome, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and this is where the Catholicism is traced back. According to my own re- my research, I could be wrong. Um, Paul brought the gospel to Rome, and then you know, under a lot of persecution, the Christianity be- began to grow um, in Rome. 
And then, you know, after Nero and then Constantine comes and he yeah. he has the Edict of Milan where he says that, you know, Christianity should be accepted as a religion. And then 10 years after that becomes the official religion of the Roman Empire. Is it that moment where Catholicism started? Because in my mind, you know, you know, you have this time of of Christianity coming to Rome, which was beautiful. People were getting saved yeah. under the persecution of Nero. Like God was doing the work. That's beautiful. But as soon as it became the religion of an empire, that's I feel like that's bad. where it got bad, yeah. which is the beginning of it. In my opinion, yeah. I think that's where it started. So I don't ever see a spot where I see people that were great. You know, I see people that were Christians that were great and that were a part of the church but you can look at you, not just Catholicism. You can look at the Church of England, which is not Catholicism. That's Protestantism, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look at them. And when it became the state religion or the country's religion, it was no longer good. It was no longer genuine as an organization. Does that make sense? Would you agree with me or disagree? I think, yeah, I think that's a better wording of what I'm... I think the better way I, sh I would say it is, like you said, very good people, very good Bible teachers, very yeah. good like writings we have from great people from back then, like Augustine and yeah. all that, and even some popes. But like you said, when it became the national religion of Rome, which was a, a lot of people believe was a political move yeah. to get votes, you know, for right? sure. So it was even back in, it was even going on back then, you know, it's not so, just here. It's so what's happening right now. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I don't believe it was, I agree with what you said. I don't believe it was as bad as it is now because they didn't have all these weird rules. I believe when it was one thing to make the official religion, but when the king and the pope, and now the pope is now working for the king, but then the king is working for the pope. Yeah. And um, I think that's when it got really messy and then even spilled. This is super nerdy stuff, but spilled over to, you know, London and those areas and just all the craziness that we've dealt with with so much bloodshed from the Catholic yeah, Church. Yeah, exactly. Well. And I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is like, I don't see a moment in Catholicism's history mm -hmm. when it was an actual thing. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not talking about when there was Christians in homes persecuted for the gospel, but they were loving and worshiping Jesus anyway. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it became a thing <laughs> in, yeah. you know, in 313 AD when or they made it, yeah. when they became the religion, there is not a moment in history where there wasn't something dark about it, you know, yeah. whether or not it was the crusades. Like I'm just going to be completely honest. Like if you're a Christian and you're trying to defend the church and the crusades, you have major problems. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was sin. And that was terrible. And that was not the heart of Jesus Christ. I don't care what anybody says, like do not yeah. try to defend the crusades and if people bring the crusades to me and say, well, what about this in your history? I'm like, that was wrong. Like, that was so wrong. That's not exemplifying the heart of Jesus anyway. But that's the history of the Catholic Church, you know what I mean? And um, so what I see, I'd never see a point. I see good people sporadically, mm -hmm. but I don't see ever a point where there wasn't something shady about the, the Catholic Church from the moment in 313 AD when the Edict of Milan was, was you know, signed or whatever i don't know what they did um stamped whatever <laughs> um from that moment on and i'm not saying that's the the foundation of the catholic church but that's definitely when it became the roman catholic church for sure from that moment on i've there's no no time when there's not something shady going on yeah it, it's fun it's 
and this is a whole nother subject, it's crazy to think that the moment that, you know, maybe presumably we got where we wanted to be, you know, it is the official religion, is the official faith of like the whole world. That's when it went bad, you know? Absolutely. And that's like, it's it's a crazy thing to really think about. And, it is. You know, Catholics have a different view. They believe Peter was their first pope, which is... <laughs> I don't even know how which, that works. Did, did yeah. Peter ever go to Rome? Not that I know of. I don't know their belief, but they say Peter is the first... The first pope. The gospel came from 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 Paul to Rome. That doesn't even make sense. I, I don't even know their history. P- Peter Peter was chilling. Yeah, Paul was the one traveling. But um, <laughs> Peter wouldn't have gone to the Gentiles. What are they talking about? <laughs> he hated them. <laughs> We're learning that right now at Calvary. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's a good point. And a lot of the the writings you do read, um, people that seem very devout Catholics and but were very strong Christians, very strong believers. They would, I would, I forget exactly what it was. It wasn't Augustine, but it was a, I think it was St. Malachi or something. It's, it's been a while since I've studied all this stuff. But he was, he was in a little city. He was a bishop or whatever, super devout. You know, we have great writings from him. He got called up to Rome, super excited. This is the honor of a lifetime to go visit the Pope. You know, mm. like he's going to give him a medal, all this stuff. When he's going to Rome and he sees all the poor people, you know, and then he gets to the Vatican and it's beautiful and gold. And that's when he, he sees the hypocrisy. Yeah. He, a lot of his writings are on that of just like, man, the whole world is so poor. And then here's the Vatican. That's just like golden streets pretty much, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, again, there's not a moment where I don't see the organization of the Catholic church exemplifying the characteristics of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. fully. Now, there were times when they were feeding the poor. There were times when they were, you know, helping with stuff. But there's just so much, you know what I mean? Like you said, um, using all the money just for their own good. And, you know, we have beautiful churches nowadays, but not to that point, you know what I mean? Or if you want to look at, in recent history, you know, just all the things that have happened in just our country with the huge scandals of the, you know, child, you know, problems (laughs) problems <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want, sure. want to get too crazy but but that they've had none of the leaders are showing you know christ-like characters you know what i mean yeah. and i just watched a movie on that um not too long ago and you know you, you never want to get all your information from a movie so i did some research afterwards you know but to see how many states like almost every state in every large catholic church in almost every state has had one of these problems where yeah. a you know a cardinal or a leader has, you know, been messing around with kids. And like, that's, that's so wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's one, and you could say the same thing about Christians though, because there's so many Christian churches that have had the same thing. But the problem is like, if you're all of them are, are doing the same thing, if this is all your leaders and they're all in sin and they're all worshiping other things and then they're all, you know, yada, yada, yada. How can you say that that's exemplifying the, the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that goes just like on that, that goes into another issue of, you know, um, the priest not being able to marry and that type of thing, you know, and it's like causes all those issues and causes causes all that. And we could go into so many yeah. different things that they they do different than what the Bible says, yeah. you know, and they they read it in Latin. They they do, It's more corporate than it is personal. Yeah. You know, the, usually someone reading you it because you can't understand that language and that type of thing. Mm. So trying to wrap this all the way back around, I think we both agree 
as a heart issue, there there's probably people in the Catholic Church right yeah. now that love Jesus, yeah. and they may not have all the information. They could be like somewhere a South American country where it's all yeah. Catholic, but they love Jesus and they know Jesus died for them. Yep. But as a foundational knowledge thing, they are missing the mark on core things yep. that makes them not put their faith completely in Jesus. And yep. I think that's the biggest issue. Agreed. I would, I would, I couldn't say it better. I would not consider yeah. the Catholic realm a part of Christian, the Christian world. Right. Mm. But I would say that there are probably many solid believers in the Catholic church that are ignorant. Just like I think that there are many solid believers that love Jesus Christ, but are a part of churches that don't teach the whole Bible is true or that teach that, you know, Noah's flood was, you know, was a, just a story. It wasn't real. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're living in ignorant places and that's wrong. That doesn't make them less of a Christian. I mean, it does make them an ignorant Christian. They got problems, but it doesn't make, it doesn't mean that, um, they're not saved. So yeah, again, again, individuals, I'm sure people are saved that go, that go to Catholic churches, corporate levels. Yeah. I don't think so. For sure. And I think if like, you may be listening and say, what do I do if I have, you know, a grandmother, a mom, a friend yeah. who's a Catholic. I think when Paul went to Rome, he went to, I'm going to like butcher it. Like he like went to the, you know, the marketplace where they all sit and talk about their gods and all this stuff. The first thing he did was show the similarities he had. They had. Mm -hmm. He looked at them as devout men, and he gave them respect for devout men. We do mm -hmm. have a lot of things similar to Catholics, and I do believe Catholics respect the Bible yeah. more than any other religion. So, I would come sharing to a Catholic and show them their wrongs in the Bible, and show them that you know there we do have a lot in common, but there's a lot of there are things yeah. that just you know, a little leaven messes everything up. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Like, like shows at the end of this, you know, I also think so. it's a wake up call to us as Christians. Is that like, you can't, you can't play the fence as a, as a, as a believer, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, it'd be really wrong for us to look at this and be like, Oh, shame on them. But we really need to evaluate our own lives and be like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Do I look like somebody who's saved? If someone was going to do a podcast on me, would they say, wow, mm -hmm. that that's a Christian? You know what I mean? Or would they For say, sure. wow, he's got a lot of problems and they, he's really ignorant and he doesn't figure this out. He's got pride. He's got this. He's got this. He's got this. You know, uh, we don't want that said about us. You know what I mean? We yeah. want to be able to, for people to look at us and see Jesus Christ. We don't want them to see us. We want them to see Jesus Christ. So I think that's really important for us um, to, to learn from the mistakes of when you make a religion national, you know what I mean? And not a choice for the individual. And we need to learn from the mistakes of not reading the scripture fully and not, and not allowing the people to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and we need to walk out our faith with fear and trembling. You know what I mean? Well, hundred percent. Don't look, I mean, don't look to a man and yep. you are saved by faith and faith alone. You are yep. nothing without Jesus. Amen. And, that is that that's is so the good. gospel, and that is that's pretty much what we're here for. So. And that's never going to change. So yeah, hundred percent. It's you know, you, people can try to add stuff onto the gospel, but the gospel never changes. So <laughs> yeah, praise God. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I hope this answered the question. Um, I hope that everybody, um, it's kind of a clear. You know, I'm, I'm not sure everyone's going to be clear. I'm sure there's going to be some confusion, but if you have questions, please reach out to us. If we didn't cover something as detailed as you want, we will. Uh, try to do that. So um, make sure to drop those questions at youth at ccvegas.org. And um, you can always um, 
feel free to ask us any questions there. Have a good day, everybody. Hopefully next week we're in the studio. Get better, Alec. Can, can you guys like <laughs> message Alec and just be like, come on, bro. Get better. What are you doing? Stupid Rona. <laughs> telling you. Stupid Rona. <laughs> it's getting us all. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. All right, guys. See <laughs> y'all later. Guys.